Hi, my name is Sammy, and welcome to my podcast. One, um, today I will be reading chapter two of Once and Future. This time, Excalibur chooses her. We'll be reading chapter two of that, but I'm going to read a paragraph of chapter one, the last paragraph, just to remind you of what just happened. Also, I have made a schedule for myself because I haven't made a podcast in like two weeks. I'm making a schedule myself for filming one a week. So once a week, you will get a new podcast. So I'll let's begin. Kay groaned and hit the accelerator. They shot over the lane of ships, over the security bar at the parking booth. The alarms blazed and he hit max throttle. Ari and Kay could have been mere images of each other, leaning forward, staring at the small mouth of an exit, willing it to stay open long enough to blast through. They were both holding their breath until they burst out of the parking area and into the black of space. That was the last paragraph. Now let's start chapter two. If they weren't suspicious of us before, they are now. Kay punched the speed while the floating mall shrank behind them, far enough to show off the threateningly large Mercer fleet orbiting the stationary starship. Are they following? she asked. Kay stared at the rear view screen and stared no. Ari scrubbed her face and let out a little scream. What happened, Ari? Or do I not want to know? She weighed her options. It didn't seem like the right moment to admit she found out that their parents were alive, but she'd never been good at right moments. I'm not sure. Oh, gods, you're the worst liar in the history of lies. Oh, here they come. Kay throttled up while the rear view filled with Mercer pursuit cruisers, sirens blazing, and the first thing they're going to do is hack the hard drive. Kay's voice took in a sarcastic lyricism when he was riled, and now he was nearby nearly singing. I've got to drop her offline, or we're going to be Mercer's ugliest new puppet ship. He thrust the steering console to the side in front of Ari and began digging in the wires under the panel. Ari reached for the controls, watching the Mercer vessels grow ever closer in the rear view. Too close. They'd overtake. Error. Imprison K. Lock Ari away from Mercer merely existing in their galaxy without their permission. No way. She stopped staring at the rear view and looked ahead at the blue and white marble planet. Ari throttled all the way, beyond the red zone, leaning into the burst of speed. Grunting K slammed into his seat. What are you doing? We can't outrun them. We're not going to outrun them. We're going to hide. Where? He yelled. Ari pointed through the windshield where the blue planet grew larger with swift brilliance. Earth? Even if we survive landing, Merker will kill us. Merker won't follow. They can't. It's completely out of their jurisdiction. Earth is a protected nature preserve, predating, predating Merker's existence. How do you know that? I read it on a freaking observation deck. Ari had to grit her teeth against the speed as their ship passed on into the upper atmosphere and began reciting its own name. Error, error. Kay hammered at the controls, yelling over the stilled voice of the ship's mainframe. 
Ari tried to slow them down with every trick, but they were hurtling through the cloudy atmosphere of their retired planet, rattling through Rattling from the strain on the ship's joints, the view from the cockpit was all crystal blue ocean and green, white-capped mountains. Until they passed through a gray cloud, a digital smoke screen, and were suddenly looking at the rusted, burnt-out shell of a wasteland. The whole planet was a garbage heap forgotten about long ago, apart from the dark strip where the land had been cleared to the bedrock. What the Ari mouthed, just an error moved on to a new warning complete with flaring lights. Illegal trespass, illegal trespass. Sweet girl, give me a break, Kay yelled. He pounded the silencer, but the red alarm lights continued to wash the cockpit with chilling incandescence. Iridescence. Ari tightened her chest restraint. As the smog gave way to a jungle mass of crumbling cities, Kay took the controls back. If I hit the emergency parachute, they'll know exactly what, where we land. If I don't, we have a tiny chance. Don't hit it, she said. We could die. Ari gripped her brother's arm so tightly she wondered if their bones would fuse like melted plastic when the ship turned into a ball of flames. It made her feel better. There were worse ways to go than slide by side with Kay. He steered them towards a feral, feral forest. The trees grew closer and Kay managed to level out the ship, skipping across the canopy. Every single bash nailed Ari's teeth together, and yet there were slowing, sort of, until air nose divided into a break in the trees, plummeting through branches and slammed into the ground. The view screen was filled with smashed earth with a chip with the ship's back end succumbed to gravity, falling with metal shrieks. In the new quiet, Kay looked at Ari. Hey, cheers. We're alive. Ari couldn't help herself. They're alive. Who? Our parents. I used some Mercury couple's watch to look up their status. They're alive, Kay. I don't know where, but they're still out there. Kay unstrapped, shaking his head while his face turned to red shape of punched. His gray hair flopped in his face, and he had to pull it away with both hands to stare at her. Ari needed him to say something. Instead, he closed his eyes. Okay, I'm not mad. Really? Because you look mad. That's because I am mad. I told you not to do anything, so you leaped into Merker's files, then you crashed us on the planet of all humanity, and you damn near killed us. But you're also not mad? Let me have two feelings right now. No problem. They're no problem. They're both alive. His eyes were closed, still closed tight. Are they together? I don't know. Kay's painful sigh ached through Ari. He shouldn't have to go through this. There had to be some way to make a stand against Mercury, to find their parents, to free them, to have hope. Thank the celestial gods. Her brother turned his glare at her, his voice rising sharply. But the next time you want to wave your renegade flag and yell, na, 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 boo, boo. Could you please wait until after I've picked up supplies? Even if air is in good enough shape to get off of this rock, where are we going to go? We don't have food, Ari. Do you know what happens to people in the void without food? They eat each other.
You can eat my left arm. I don't use it much. Ari, can't we stop somewhere else? How about that lively moon up there? Which will be overrun with Mercury patrols in less than a day. Patrols looking for us after you flagged our moms and we evaded arrest. Don't forget about the parking ticket, she added. He gave her a hard, I'm serious look. So we'll be discreet. Arya unstrapped her chest harness and unlocked her mag boots. Do you think Merker will be able to locate us down here? They won't catch her flight signature. We're too insignificant in this mess, hopefully. He squeezed the command chair, Captain Mom's old chair, and Ari wondered if we, if he was thinking about how she used to say, Hope is the food of the foolish. Eat up, kiddos. Ari walked through the, the main cabin towards the back of the ship pat passing a half-smushed cake in its box. Kay and Ari stopped, staring down at it. I'm still eating it, her brother said. Happy 10-year anniversary of being my pain in the butt. I mean, sister. Thanks, she tried not to laugh or grimace. They crossed the cargo bay and Ari hit the door release. Rotting dense undergrowth instantly wafted into the ship. Gross. What the H-E-double hockey sticks is going on with this planet? I didn't look at this torn up from heritage. No, it didn't. Kay stared at the foul, dead forest skeletal skyscrapers lining the distance like broken teeth in a monster's mouth. His face turned dark before he pushed his feelings away. Whatever is going on here is none of our business. Check the ship, especially the heat shield. I'm going to get the hard drive back online. If we have to run for that cheap, cheap excuse for a moon, we better do it before Merker has taken over every square inch looking for us. Ari stepped out onto surprisingly spongy ground, and Kay slapped the door closed behind her. She didn't blame him for being mad. Her, her timing was historically the worst. Her impulses, a series of epic mistakes, Ari began adopting by Kay's family had only seemed to tear 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 Kay's life apart and yet he still wanted her around he still loved her like family she had to work harder to make it up to him she walked around air which wasn't in terrible shape for having dived through a hundred half dead trees for once, Air's first life as a galaxy-class cruise ship lifeboat served her well. She was designed to crash. Ari searched the skies for the off-white boxy mercury vessels that could rest them on the spot, but the clouds were a solid dark gray. There were no mercers. Her gamble had paid off. She needed to rub that in Kay's face once they were safe, of course. Ari stepped deeper into the forest. Her curiosity piqued. That's it for chapter two. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you are having a wonderful day or are going to have a wonderful day. Um, and the question of the day is... What do you think the future will be like in 20 years? What do you think the future will be like? Hope you enjoyed and have a wonderful day. Bye.